Hi, this is Alex Hicken with the Vehicle Bros podcast. We're recording the 13th episode of season five. Uh, we are making this a themed uh, episode. <laughs> the theme of this episode is uh, 2021. <laughs> Having just lived through 2021, I feel like we all have opinions, so it'll be great. We all have things to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick did share his song the, the f to cap the year off, an episode, a song each week, but uh, I didn't but, listen to it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fine. You could it's tell, us, if, you could tell anyway, us about it. If, 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 honestly, I think it might be better to just not listen to it at all, and then I'll send it to you again later, and it'll be better, because I'll do more work on it. Yeah, I was It's a working, blessing in disguise. I was working on switching to my LG phone and just looking to all the customizations and stuff. No problem at all. <laughs> I just I, I make a lot of things, and most of them probably aren't worth listening to anyway so maybe <laughs> next week or something i'll send it to you guys again i'll have, I'll have added more to it okay yeah alex inherited my uh, lg v30 i heard about that yeah 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 i was telling nick that the pink case kind of looks bad but uh my my nft is pink so it kind of matches <laughs> So, uh, how's your week going, Trevor? It's going swimmingly. Yesterday, mm -hmm. I had a, a fish uh, restaurant that I worked at, and we got out like an hour <laughs> early for that snow blizzard. So nice. Yeah. Still getting snow days. And that's, yeah, I was going to say that's cool, but like, I don't know if it's actually that cool when you have to live with the snow kind of sounds I mean, it's cool because annoying. i got off for an hour early makes a difference i got off an hour early today and it just <laughs> made my day to be honest because just felt good not to be home so late yeah my phone was freaking out saying like oh be careful of the blizzard coming and i didn't i looked outside and there's like no snow at all and I walked to the train station and there's no snow at all yet. <laughs> and then uh, when I got off the train to walk to my apartment, I, it was kind of bad. The wind was pretty bad and there's pretty good amount of snow. But it wasn't, it's bad for drivers, but I was on the train, so it's fine for me. Sounds, I mean, that sounds bad, but like sometimes when I leave to go to work in the morning, a pretty big puddle in the middle of my street and i have to drive through it because it rained the last <laughs> night and i don't really like having to drive through water with my nice car so I feel like <laughs> it's basically the same thing i mean it's life-threatening yeah trevor was uh driving home yesterday and i was afraid that he might die because i was telling jokes <laughs> i'm he always afraid laugh. trevor might die he was yeah he might fall asleep at the wheel or something randomly and just or like the snow will cause him to spin out and die i don't know i don't know what happens to people in the snow but it can't be good yeah somehow trevor survives yeah i spun out a little bit today just for fun yeah see the funny thing is i i, I feel like that isn't a joke yeah i'm glad that you're alive still so good good yeah. to have you here <laughs> mm. um I heard there's a good Alexa story. Yeah. So in my admittedly kind of minimal research for today, I saw this funny link to, well, I don't even know if I can call it funny. It's funny to me, but every, you know, <laughs> everyone who uses any sort of voice assistant, uh, Google, Alexa, Siri, whatever, you probably have opinions on how smart it is and how good it is. You know, my opinion of Siri tends to vary sometimes does a really decent job other times i'm astounded by how much worse it gets or year over year uh, but there's a story about uh alexa somebody asked alexa i keep saying the word so if anybody's listening and have those devices i guess i keep triggering triggering it for you so i'm sorry but they say hey dingus um give me a challenge and then alexa said to them 
Okay, so get your phone charger, plug it halfway into the wall, and then touch the like electrical electrical <laughs> contact with a penny. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you follow Wasn't it a little girl? Story. Yeah, it was, and it was a child, and yeah. apparently the the parent was there or heard it and said no, like so stop or whatever, and obviously they could stop their child. And they say they claim this is the most dubious part. They claim the child was smart enough not to do that on her own. I don't know. Children are weird, but. Um, wow. Yeah, and I, I'm. I just thought it was one of those moments of. It's just, this could have happened to probably any of the voice assistants. You know, I'm not just gonna shit on Alexa for being bad because I, I'm sure think weird things have happened to Siri all the time, and weird things probably happen to Google. But still, it, it's just like, it's one of those things where we try to tell ourselves, we try to create this illusion that these voice assistants are, somewhat real or they're based on real personalities, even though we know they're computers, they have human voices yeah and for to hear that thing tell you to electrocute yourself in the wall it's a little bit hmm that that's it's one thing it breaks the illusion right sometimes if you just say hey turn off the lights and it turns the lights off it kind of feels like wow i'm living in the future the computer understands me if i say give me a challenge like a physical challenge or whatever you're thinking of and it tells you to electrocute yourself and probably harm yourself a lot that's probably not what you expected so i mean on top of it being extremely dangerous, I feel like to me it just really shows that it's these weird little moments for whatever reason that snuck through the programming and now that it breaks the illusion of these things being real because normally you wouldn't have a friend or assistant or someone there telling you to electrocute yourself. Uh, yeah. Anyway, My thought yeah, is that funny. I think that some hacker got into like the list of challenges and like put that inside there and it like, I don't know, if, they, if that's possible then they'd have to evaluate like I mean, maybe somebody that, hacked maybe it just crawls system. the web. Maybe if you ask it for that, it just does a Google search. And maybe one of the trending things right now is that. That's what it says in the <laughs> article is that one of, I don't know how true this is, but apparently there's some sort of challenge people are doing where they try to touch the live electrical outlet with a penny to see if they can zap themselves. I don't know. That does seem like a dumb thing that people would do. People have been doing dumb challenges for years on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, but, it's, but that's a use case. Obviously, maybe if you're searching that out, you can watch YouTube videos or I don't even know what. <laughs> and then and then you probably are like, OK, well, I'm hopefully a rational enough person where I can decide to do this or not. I shouldn't do this because it's going to hurt me. But it's different when you have a child asking something that some people put trust into it. If you ask a, this machine, you think, wow, this computer is smart. It's going to give me a good answer. And if you're a child, you might ask Alexa, who, who knows most of the time, real things. And then if it tells you to zap yourself, I mean, I don't know. That's one thing. It's the, the more the more often these things are correct, the more often you start to trust them. If, if 85, yeah. 95 percent of the time that answers correctly, you start to go, yeah, this thing knows what it's talking about. Obviously, you or I, or Trevor, we're not going to electrocute ourselves because our assistant tells us to our voice assistant but i mean kids are kids are different right if you're young enough you might hear a machine that you think is right all the time hey is it raining yes it's raining outside and tells you okay yeah the challenge today is to touch this live wire okay i mean i don't know i obviously terrible situation but i thought it was just it, it was sort of a human failing what for whatever reason there was a there was a way for it to fail and tell some kid to electro electrocute themselves. So, uh, yeah, there are some dangerous challenges, and if Alexa uses those challenges to like um, for these things to like perpetuate through them, it's I don't think that's smart. <laughs> like even those tide things, that was like a challenge or something for a while. Tide pod challenge, yeah and well people were doing um the milk crate challenge did you guys see yeah. that one yeah. where they were stacking those uh, plastic sort of milk crate things and then you were did you have to walk on heels or just some normal shoes i forget but you would like walk, try to walk on a big stack of them and then as you go higher you know as they pile up they're, they're more and more unstable and you could fall and it would be funny but dangerous um, yeah so pe or, people do all kinds of dumb things if if Google or Alexa is telling people to do dangerous things, that should be rethought. <laughs> and I mean, purely capitalistically, it's a liability for the company. You know, yeah. you don't want to get sued if you're telling millions of people to hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's the sort of Alexa fail update of the day. <laughs>
I still don't have any of those Amazon devices in my house. I don't really intend to. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, I don't need some, a... a lot of people do have those. So tell I Amazon to buy me something. It is interesting. Um, <laughs> nor, not you and I, but normal people, like people who are not really into technology, they're the ones I feel who have these Alexa devices. Like my multiple sort of aunts, uncles of mine, like cousins, they'll have a little. Um, Echo Dot or whatever, and they'll maybe yeah. have it in the kitchen. I have a couple people who have it in the kitchen. They just use it to play music. It sounds terrible because it's small, but they don't care because they're just normal people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is interesting. I mean, they are those things are everywhere. They're just not in my house. Hmm. I thought that um, I guess as we're reflecting upon the year, uh, we could talk about what we think maybe was most significant for the year, our favorite topics, uh, technology related or otherwise. And I thought it'd be kind of fun for us all to talk about what is what has been or have been the most significant things for us in terms of, hey, did, did you guys personally do anything that was pretty interesting this year? Did you guys have a good milestone? And then also, do you guys have any goals for the next year? You know, some of us are goal people, some of us are not. But yeah. it'd be interesting just to, to briefly mention, hey, did, did anything cool happen to you guys or with you guys? And do you guys hope anything cool will happen next year? So um, how about you, Trevor? Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did some things. Uh, nice, me too. I went to culinary school and graduated. So nice. That's my personal significant event. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you spent a lot of hours there after work, you know, because you, you work full-time jobs at restaurants. And it's admirable of you to spend your time after work going to that. But how yeah. have you found that it improved your career? Um, I mean, I got another job, and I told him that I went to Colonial East Coast. So, yeah. Nice. Good. More yeah. work. I hope that I hope that that shows. I hope that that continues to benefit you. You know, like you, you did that, so hopefully you can continue to use that for the next time you upgrade jobs and find a place that's gonna you know, wherever you choose to go next. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened. They never sent me like the sort of certification thing. So you should probably get on that sometime. <laughs> Maybe wait till the new year. I don't know. Give it a couple of days, but you do probably want some sort of like official thing. You don't really okay. need it because they don't really ask to see your diploma. I guess that's true. But hey, for you, it'd be nice to know that you got some acknowledgement. And you just didn't. Hey, okay, you finished this course. Great, I finished it. I'm applying for jobs, so I finished this course. I mean, I guess nobody checks it, but it, it is yeah. kind of. You think it'd be a nice to have kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I became a training leader at Chick-fil-A. So that's an upgrade. That is an upgrade. That's cool. Yeah. So are you a leader of the trainers or are you just a trainer? What is the I'm a trainer. Part? What does the leader's part of the title mean? I'm a training leader. A training leader. Okay, so you're a leader that trains people. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so you, you're a training leader, or do you lead the trainers? Or are we going to <laughs> can we get more circular on this, please? I I, I uh, lead trains to go off the road. Yeah. You're a awesome. train operator. So you're a Pokemon master. <laughs> yeah. Um... I have that somewhere around me. So they never sent you the diploma for that either, did they? They should. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, it's cool that you. I don't know. I feel like some. If you're in a job for a long time, you want some forward movement, right? No matter what you're doing. So exactly. Hopefully, next year, if you want it, you can continue to do more. I mean, you put. We all know you put a ton of hours and time into your chick-fil-a job so they should they should and they better reward that yeah everyone's leaving so he's <laughs> like might as well just stay here if everyone else is leaving yeah for some reason people <laughs> like to change their careers at the beginning of the year i noticed i don't know why 
that kind of makes way. a lot of sense because people reevaluate. They go, what have I done with my last year? I've <laughs> spent it all doing the same job that I hate or that I don't care about or that I'm indifferent to or that I feel like I could do somewhere else. And then they go, I'm going to quit and try something different. That totally makes sense to me, but that does suck, I guess, if you're a place that relies on having a workforce. Yeah, that's what I've noticed a lot. It's just I see people when the year changes, like a whole bunch of people quit for some reason. I don't know why. It's... I mean, hopefully, at least in Utah, there's a ton of people who are really interested in chicken. So I'm assuming more people will apply. Yeah, I bet you there's going to be a lot of new juniors. And you'll be there to train them, hold their hands. Yeah, doing my job. <laughs> I could talk about uh, my significant stuff. It's not really very like career oriented or anything. Well, I kind of I moved to Utah, so that's kind of big. But uh, yeah, it wasn't last year. Well, I just moved here and got my apartment last uh, this year. <laughs> I moved into my apartment in January. Jessica finally came down. Uh, so are you, you like, <clears throat> are you there mostly just for work or do you, are you just there to stay indefinitely? Did you decide you, is that a place you've decided to stay for a long time or is this just happened to be where you are now? Well, yeah, my brother-in-law asked me like, oh, how long are you going to stay in Utah or at your workplace? And I said, I'm going to stay here until I get laid off. <laughs> I, that's what I that's what I believe in. I don't believe in like shopping around and stuff. Finding other careers or something. There, I guess there's something to be said for finding a place that you like and staying there. If you enjoy it. There's yeah, there's a couple different attitudes. I hear some people talk about, I mean, some people I know change jobs pretty frequently. And to me, it's just I mean, I guess to them, the idea would be if jobs can be a fluid thing and if they don't like it somewhere or if they, or if they think that somewhere else might be also interesting and fun, let's try that out. Jobs don't have to be a forever thing. But for some people, maybe it's, they, they like, depending on the complexity of the job, you might want to get used to it and then stay there for a while. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I understand that businesses are investing in people. <laughs> And if people are just quitting all the time, the value of the company is going down and it takes a lot of effort to retrain them. And True, but unless you're the leader of that company, is it necessarily your job to care about what the company is? I mean, it's your uh, personal opinion, I suppose, here, but like, you know, you're... Yeah. A lot of people do what's best, what they think is best for them before they before what they think is best for the company. So, I mean, it's, it's noble to think, hey, what's the, I guess if you're working for a good company that you appreciate their values, yeah, it's nice to not screw them over and just leave immediately. I mean, I appreciate that. If we, if we hire someone where I work, it's nice to know they're not just going to bounce in two months after being trained. But mm -hmm. I also would never hold it against somebody if they decide to, if they get a better offer somewhere else. It's not, you know, it's, their, their responsibility really is to themselves to do what's best for their lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's an impressive drink there, Trevor. What's in that what's in that cup? It's a uh, swig. Wow. Okay. Yeah, what, what swig flavor? is a drink like a fast food drink place kind of in like Utah. It specializes in sodas? Yeah. It's like a soda bar. What do you have in there? This is a bomb.com. Well, I thought you were going to say Mountain Dew, so I guess it's a little different. Yeah, I don't really... Yeah, other than moving here and my uh, technology development, um, I got the O-ring that's been helpful. I think it's one thing that, that I could I have a quick topic that I could talk about a, a woof is that 
one thing that I noticed is that there's a difference between recovering physically <laughs> and resting, like being fully rested. <laughs> because it seems like the whoop prioritizes physically recovering over resting well. <laughs> it measures that I may be physically recovered from my activities and wakes me up like really early, <laughs> even though I'm not rested well. <laughs> so I don't know. My aura ring measures how well rested I am better than the whoop. Whoop kind of seems to prioritize physical um, recovery over how restful I That makes me wonder too, because you know, obviously I'm not, I'm no scientist, but if there is such a big disconnect between the feeling of being well-rested or well-recovered, uh, I guess that just seems kind of interesting to me because, you know, maybe they've done uh, the research and they can, they know that if you're well-rested, you can feel tired still or whatever that is, but I don't know. I mean, at, at the end of the day too, as just somebody who has to live in your own body, you want, you kind of want to feel, you know, re rested or whatever. Um, it seems like, yeah, I, I guess in that sense, I agree. If I was getting woken up all the time, once I've been, once I've recovered from my physical activity and I still felt like I hadn't been rested well, I wouldn't enjoy that. I don't think, you know, it, no matter, yeah. even, if, even if you told me, yeah, you've, you've gotten enough rest, I'd stay, I'd still probably say, well, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all creatures of experience, right? I mean, if something doesn't feel right, then that's what we're feeling. So we have to deal with that. Yeah. I don't think I ever feel well rested. That's because you're, you're like load. two years behind in sleep. Yeah, it's insane. I, every time I talk to Trevor, which is all the time, it's like, oh, you know, just working a ton. I'm like, I don't understand how you do it. But Yeah, hey, I don't work tomorrow. It's fine. That's awesome. Yeah, enjoy that. Sleep like all day. Hopefully. So my other two feel well rested. My other two technology significant events I think in my life this month this year is that uh, I got uh, I'm kind of I started exploring with, uh, Web three. I don't really use it that much, but the main thing that I use is my uh, unstoppable domain email address and I have, I also got the DuckDuckGo email address to forward my emails to me with all this trackers stripped from the emails. Oh, I didn't know that DuckDuckGo did email. Yeah, you could That's apply cool. within the app and I don't know if the waitlist is over, but they'll give you an email address where you could have your emails forwarded to and it'll take off all the trackers. Yes. I've been using DuckDuckGo as my default search engine for a long time. So that's doesn't surprise me really that they've moved into email, but that's cool. I think they're a cool company and I feel better about browsing the internet when I'm searching with them than other search engines. Yeah. I just kind of wish that there's no, I would prefer that there's no ads. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, another that I, I got, I started getting NFTs. That's that. That's then. That's basically that's the, the third one. So those are pretty exciting to just getting into. But after you collect a bunch of them, it's not as exciting. <laughs> uh, just another one to add to the wallet, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, I started collecting Yu-Gi-Oh cards again. <laughs> Dude, those aren't even virtual they're real yeah they're real real value non-fungible yu-yu cards <laughs> that's a game that i remember fondly but i haven't played myself in a long time mostly because i would just play it in person with trevor and our other friends and since none of us have been in person for years it, i have no reason to play it really but i think i did trevor talked me into buying that switch game i think didn't you didn't i play that i think i did yeah yeah, I did. Okay. And uh, that was fun. I, that's a great game. I'm just, I'm an old fuddy-duddy that doesn't really like some of the new mechanics because I've been with it since the beginning. And I see all these crazy 
combos and the games are so short now and everything's so power overloaded that it's whatever happened to just the old days i don't know basically yeah, summoning monsters beat sticks with a lot of attack you know powering them up a little bit and winning blowing at the field that goes yeah but anyway yeah that's kind of fun i, w- I kind of wish i still played that yeah, when my coworkers like, oh, we should play Yu-Gi-Oh sometime. Like, okay, I don't have a deck, but like maybe you Let's have get a deck. deck together. You have multiple decks. Big deck energy. So <laughs> oh, Nick, what nice. about you? What about do you have any significant? <laughs> what a crap out of sound theft. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I suggested we talk briefly about our years and uh i didn't really think about anything because i didn't do anything <laughs> significant really this year my year is pretty stagnant and reflecting upon it, it makes me feel like i really didn't do anything at all but you know onward to next year i guess i mean what what did i even do i uh, i enjoyed going to the beach a lot during the summer <laughs> <laughs> i mean what else can i say my life is simple boring i mean yeah this this year wasn't particularly exciting for me but whatever i mean that's that i guess I, in that way i guess i'm glad it was uneventful as opposed to being eventful in a bad way you know that's better than nothing but can't say that i really did anything interesting um and what about uh that final photo shoot with that one model that you that should be gone for a while yeah, I did some photo shoots. I was I was kind of I was actually being a little creative a few months ago, I guess in <clears> September, <throat> August, October, sometime. I had, I got to take some photos with a friend of mine who has moved since, and that was cool because she's great. Love hanging out with her. Um, I think she moved to England, got coronavirus or something, but I think she's still doing well in the line. She's alive. So, um, yeah, that was that was fun. I feel like for this year, I did a lot with getting. I have some amazing camera gear now. I consolidated a lot of, I sold cameras or whatever, and I really have some amazing gear. I just haven't done much with it. I only had a couple of, a couple of paid gigs this year. Um, I've tried to be a little creative, but I have such a small circle now, and it's hard for me to really think of where am I going to find new people to photograph, and I haven't put the effort into it. So I, di- I didn't do a whole lot with that, which is too bad. But I ha- I do feel I've been pretty productive in the last couple of months with really pushing forward and trying to like get better at making music. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal i think for next year which i don't know if i'll make it but my goal is to be paid in some way for some sort of music thing whether that's like literally a five dollar tip or more i don't know but it just in any possible way it'd be fun because i've made (laughs) a lot of money with my photography i mean it's i could if i put the marketing in i could just make that my profession i'm good at it i know how to do it whatever but i would love to see if i can make any any sort of money with music because I care a lot about music and I think that'd be a really fun thing to do. So I'm trying to, I'm spending a lot of my, I get home from work, I do other things. And then starting at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, I sit down at the keyboard. I try to make some music and I'm not classically trained. I didn't go to school. I'm just trying to teach myself mostly. Just, I listen to music. And I try to emulate it. I try to make things that I like the way it sounds. So I guess it's more of my, my year wasn't very interesting, but maybe next year I can, have somebody pay for my coffee with the music I make. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, another thing is that I got the affiliate with no name. It doesn't really. The main reason why it's good is that I got the the WordPress email. Oh, not email. WordPress email <laughs> website. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, the no name nerd affiliation hasn't really changed much in my life <laughs> but yeah do you guys have any things that you want to accomplish next year even if it's basic even if it's literally just something easily achievable that you want to do in the next couple of weeks or if it's just a grand idea but do you have anything that you guys have thought about for the next year i would say uh, no Typically, when I want to do something, I kind of do it right at the moment. I don't really think of 
goals for the next year. If I need to do something, I'll do it. I don't have to wait for the next year. <laughs> it's a good way to think about it. Don't no time like the present. Yeah. Uh, no time to die. How about you, Trevor? What are you going to do next year? Uh, feel like exercising more, so. That's a great one. I mean, every, a lot of people say that for the new year, but I am right there with you. I keep talking about it every day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to eat whatever I want today, but January 1st, it's cracking down. So we'll see. I'm, I'm there with you and I've got to exercise more. Yeah. We got to figure out how to get you two to uh, challenge each other and make and keep each other accountable somehow. <laughs> Maybe with the Apple Watch challenges or something like that. But I don't think Trevor will ever have Apple Watch. <laughs> I don't think there's a reason for him to wear one. No. But, and there really isn't any reason for me to wear anything but an Apple Watch. So I think we're at a bit of a stalemate right there. <laughs> Alex could just challenge for me. Hmm. Well, it was kind of cool just to think about it personally, because we, we have other things we, we talk about that we're interested in or that happen in the world, but I don't know. This is fun to, to, for us to reflect about our own years. So I'm glad that you guys have some cool stuff, whether you're moving or uh, upgrading your job a little bit, or if you're me and you're stagnant and not doing anything, at least you have something to think about, I guess. Mm -hmm. So do we, do we have anything else to talk about today? What do you guys have in terms of wrapping <clears throat> the year? Um, I think Alex wanted to um, list a couple of things that we thought was a significant event during the year. Um, did you want to start, Alex, or you want me to start? Yeah, I had a an order. I figured we'll go Trevor, Nick, and Alex, and Trevor, Nick, and Alex, and then since Trevor has a third one, you could do it again. But yeah, you can start first, Trevor. Alex, others are gonna be uh, thinks this is funny, but I think it's important because uh, it was like fifteen years in the making for the remake of Diamond Pearl, so a lot of people are waiting for that. Years. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that, and the announcement of the new Pokemon, I guess, action RPG, I felt like that was an important announcement because it... Um, shows a change in gameplay and i don't know i listen to a lot of like pokemon stuff so that i don't know then i'm involved in that so yeah i was a fan of that game have you been enjoying it just as much as you thought as you thought you would yeah yeah, those games, the fourth gen, as I've probably said before, not personally my favorite, but I can appreciate, it, at the very least, the music. I know there's lots of great music in those games. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that I thought was interesting for the year, and what I'm interested in, is it was a good year for um, uh, professional cameras. I mean, sometimes... There's always there are always things happening with consumer cameras and phones, but this year um, Fuji released their uh, was it their GFX 100s. It's a medium format, six thousand dollar, but incredible image quality camera. I would know because I have the bigger model, um, and it's it sounds like it's a lot of money, but for what it is, it's really a, it's a kind of the cheapest that kind of thing has ever been. A hundred megapixels in a camera that's of a high quality, not a phone like a, a big camera. Uh, so that was a great kind of a great thing that came out and then both canon and icon um announced their pro sports bodies or, or some of them some of their pro sports bodies and that's a big deal because up until now they've all been slr style and this is the first wave of really pro mirrorless cameras from both of those companies sony's had them for a while but it, it means something different when canon and icon are also doing it finally 
So it seems like really the, the, not even the beginning, but sort of the middle of the end for the SLR in terms of cameras. And <laughs> both of those cameras seem to get pretty good reviews. People, I don't think the R3 had any problems and the Z9 gets a lot of great reviews. So uh, not, not cameras that I would ever really want or care about for myself, but I'm glad they exist because people who shoot things like wildlife and sports have great options now that are mirrorless and more modern. And I wish I could announce my pro sports body. <laughs> pro sports what? Uh, you and me both, brother. <laughs> All I want to do is look erotic at the beach. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my most significant event that I think is, I have two of them, but the first one is that uh, polka dot uh, launched and uh, their slots are being filled. There's going to be a hundred of them, but I think this is significant because it allows any uh, blockchain project to become liquid. Um, there's a lot of blockchain projects that are not liquid, and they you, people collect uh, tokens that have no value or they have no way to compare it to any other currency <laughs> and if these blockchain projects connect to polka dot they could be traded with other currencies there's a lot of independent uh, blockchain projects and polka dot enables them to connect to the real world Nice. Um, my other one is uh, it's a combination of both my second and third topic. Um, because my third topic has to do with the release, I think, of the second one. Um, Nintendo released the second edition of or third edition of the <laughs> switch um this one has a new upgraded screen i think that they wanted to do more than just add a new screen but due to chip shortage um they weren't able to add in more things like i don't know like a 4k upscale or something for TV output. Um, yeah, so I think it's significant because it brings Nintendo back to like modern age with <laughs> a new technology that's been used, I guess, for the last five years instead of something that's in the last 10 years. So. I mean, the PlayStation Vita had it since what was that, 2012, something like that. I'm just yeah. <laughs> this is a good OLED, so I would give him props. So okay, wow, okay. I mean, <laughs> Sony would have a PS Vita too if they did a good job. So I would, if they announced an Uncharted game for it, I would spend unlimited money on it. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo's hitting out of the ballpark with the Switch, so see Sony do that. That's the main thing, honestly, is that, yeah, it might feel like they want, maybe they wanted to do more, but they, they honestly, even if they didn't release the OLED Switch, it would still be selling well. I mean, a lot of, that's the thing we have to detach ourselves from, right? I mean, a lot of the time we are paying attention to these product cycles, but a lot of people just go, hmm, I think I want to buy a Switch now because other people have been playing it, or I heard this other game is coming out. And then they go buy a Switch, even though it's been out for four or five years, and they have a great time. So, you know, we always want to see the hardware progress, but I think for a lot of people, it being it having an OLED screen now is just a it's another plus. But I, I, a lot of it's they're doing pretty well with the Switch already, right? So, I would love to see a, a major hardware upgrade for the Switch in general. Exactly. But people are still enjoying the way it is right now, and. You know, sometimes some companies just ride that way for a long time if it's doing really well. Other times, some companies just go, hey, this is really popular and we're going to replace it. That was kind of the famous thing that they did back when 
in the in 2004 and 5 and 6 when the iPod was just this massive massive hit and the iPad iPod mini was huge and everybody everybody I well, yeah pretty much everybody I know is getting iPods and iPod minis in 2005 and they're all colorful and beautiful and then that next year in 2006 or 2000 no in 2005 they, they did the iPod nano that just completely killed the mini and there people are like oh, if you thought about it they could have milked that for another year or two it was a great little device but they decided to make one half as thick and you know with flash storage just because they that's where they wanted to go to but the idea i guess with that is you know you don't want to give anybody the opportunity to eat your lunch is you'd rather be selling the newer thing than have somebody else compete with you but in, in nintendo's case they don't really have anybody competing with them the only thing they compete with are smartphones and playstations and xboxes they don't there's nobody else really making you know sony and microsoft don't make an equivalent hybrid or handheld device so in that aspect they're doing fine but it's yeah i don't know I, it's, it's nice to see the oled screen but who well I, well I guess the point i was trying to make after this rambling was just sort of they don't even really need to do that much more I mean, people are going to keep buying the switch regardless it's nice for the people who buy it now has a better screen but the switch seems to keep steamrolling on right a lot of great games on that yeah i was just gonna say um then uh, Breath of the Wild games. Almost been out five years now. I still haven't played it. Everybody talks about how great <laughs> it is. Me either. But um, people still find new things and like interesting things you can do in that game and like blows me away. Yeah, that's definitely a game that I feel like I should play because I spent the money on it. I have a Switch Lite, which is awesome and yellow, but I used it for Pokemon Animal Crossing and Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and I haven't used it for months. Actually, no, I played Boyfriend Dungeon. That was pretty good, too. True, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I should, probably should play the games like Zelda or Smash Bros. or whatever. Um, what was it? Isn't... I would put Zelda up into the likes of like Skyrim and the level of playability. Probably, yeah. I Yeah. I I could unpack Skyrim for probably an hour, so I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> I've spent a lot of time playing Skyrim, and a lot of people. Sp- I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm trying, what I'm trying to think of is I, I suppose it is maybe in that it's probably in that same realm, right? Because people spend so much time playing that. It's such a large open world with so much to do. I, yeah. I guess maybe part of what I'm thinking, my thought process right now is just sort of. Hmm. I wonder how how much better that Zelda game is than Skyrim in so many ways, and yet I spent so much time in Skyrim, wasting my life. <laughs> but I, I have I have a very soft spot in my heart for Skyrim because it came at I came at a good time and had a really great atmosphere, incredible soundtrack. I still listen to that yearly. Play it up work sometimes. Really one of the best soundtracks I can think of. But anyway, we're not talking about Skyrim. We're talking about Nintendo. So. I was going to say, uh, we spent more time on worst games, so. Yeah. 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 I, hmm. We'll not go there. But anyway, yeah, good. Switch news. That's, that, was, that was fun. You, you finally got your Switch OLED. So that yeah, was kind of a I feel thing. like you were, three, you were four trying months. To get one, and then you, then you did. <laughs> hey, you know, 20, 2021. How about that? How about that highlight of the year? How about 2022 ends this chip shortage, hopefully? That'd be cool. I mean, not that I have the money at all right now, but I, I am in, I've been salivating over a new MacBook, and I like the idea of not having to spend like a one or two months waiting after I order one to get one. So that'd be nice. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it doesn't affect just major companies. Like that company, um, Analog, they released their like Analog Pocket, but if you didn't get any pre-orders in for the system, you can't order one until like end of next year or something. Wait, so that's that's not the cute yellow one that I like. It's the one that takes the actual Game Boy game. Yeah, that's also cool. I saw somebody I saw on Twitter was posting. It was a kind of a screen, a picture of the screen of them holding it or whatever, and it looked pretty cool. I like the idea. Mostly just having a backlit screen to replay the old Pokemon games <laughs> that I played so many times, but. Um, that's a cool device. Yeah.
did uh, you or Alex have any other events you wanted to add to this list? Oh, well, I guess uh, not, well, kind of, a, it's a topic. Uh, I, I was actually, to be honest, pretty struck by how in the second half of the year, um, cryptocurrency and NFTs really became part of the sort of social zeitgeist of what we're all talking about. If it's people, if people are talking about it in mainstream news and in magazines and in news channels and newspapers, it's become a pretty big thing. And I think that's the case with things like NFTs and cryptocurrency in general. So I was impressed. I thought, I honestly thought it would take a little bit longer. Like these things would wait and slowly build up. But I feel like these things have exploded, not just in, in their use, but also in how much regular people think about them. I don't know about you mm -hmm. guys, but I, if you told me a year ago that this would be the year that tons of people are talking about, you know, these, about everything that we're talking about now with these sales of incredible, the incredible amount of money spent on these digital goods, these sort of limited edition. If you were to, I don't, I don't think I would have guessed that if somebody had told me a year ago, what do you think is going to be some, what some of the, what do you think are going to be the best, most interesting topics or things that are, I wouldn't, it was kind of left field for me. Maybe it's because I don't follow that that much, but I still, I still thought that, that whole, um, that whole thing would take longer to become mainstream, and it's not totally mainstream yet. You know, the average person doesn't have a crypto wallet still. The average person doesn't really know yeah. about it, but it's a lot more mainstream than I would have guessed. Mm -hmm. And you're super into this, Alex. What do you think? Yes, it, it's kind of weird because the news covers it a lot. But I don't think it's mainstream yet. Most people don't really understand or try to attempt to use it. <laughs> so I don't think we're a lot at the of mainstream don't understand yet. It, but I think more people, I guess for me, one of the things I gauge is if we talk about it at work, where those people aren't as obsessed with technology as I am, it might not be mainstream, but it's getting there. You know, I think it's just, it is interesting when you, I don't know about you guys, but I've heard of people who are not just tech nerds talk, mention it or they maybe they ask me about it because they know i'm into it but they just say hey did you hear about this or that or what sold for all this money as an nft or something and just hearing that become something that people talk about surprises me a little bit but maybe that just shows how out of the loop i am because maybe i shouldn't be surprised yeah i think uh nfts make sense to people because you could actually buy a picture rather than just it's just a picture. <laughs> so that makes more sense to people than cryptocurrency, because I think most people think of cryptocurrencies as an investment. And why would you even call it a currency if it's an investment? <laughs> That's funny. It's, I think of it as the opposite almost, that cryptocurrency is easier to understand because at its very basic level, you could just tell somebody it's it's like different money. You know, yeah. You, hold, you have money. You hold it in a wallet or whatever. You know, there's different analogies you can use, but with, with NFTs, it's a little harder for me to explain to people because I can say, "Yeah, this person paid this much money for an, a unique digital copy of this digital good." That yes, that actual JPEG can be reproduced unlimited times with no quality loss, but they paid for this version of it. I feel like that's harder for me to explain to people who don't understand it. You know, to be honest, it's I understand it. Even then, it's. It's, it, it still is not the same as owning a physical object. If you own a print that somebody made of a photograph or whatever, you own a physical, there is only five of those in the world, for instance, but mm -hmm. it's hard to prove that, you, you know, not mathematically, but I'm saying to the average person, it's hard for them to just wrap their mind around the reason that, hey, if everybody in the world can see this JPEG on the computer, why do I own this for this much money? So, um, I don't know. It, I guess both of our opinion, both of our perspectives there just proved there's still a long way to go for people to understand what all this stuff is about. Yeah, I think it's the metaverse idea where <laughs> uh, your values and assets are on the blockchain. And that's the proof that you own it. It's on the blockchain. I don't know if I'm ready for this metaverse future. My yeah, life I, the blockchain. I don't like the current vision of the block of uh, the metaverse, so I don't. I don't think I'll be even into it that much. <laughs> I'm interested in it. In uh, a in a way that's more broad. I think that as an idea, virtual reality and the evolution of the internet as a as as a 
means to conduct our lives. I think that's interesting as a branded effort from, from a company like Meta or Facebook. No, absolutely not. I don't trust yeah. them at all. I think they're, they actually are bad for the world. They've been pretty evil. <laughs> so I don't like them, but the concept of a sort of evolving t relationship with the internet and the way we communicate, I think that's interesting for sure. I just, that's one thing I think is almost overhyped. So many people I've heard about talking about the metaverse and nobody, very few people are in the metaverse or using any of these metaverse technologies. Really, if you think about it, you know, this is not a thing that's, it's not happening now. Everybody's talking about the future and the future doesn't really happen to be now. There's a, a few, there are people in VR chat, there are people in second life, but the metaverse as we know it, I, I feel like that really isn't, it's not a major thing yet. So maybe it will be, but yeah. it's definitely one of those hype words that people keep talking about. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, well, we'll see if it turns out to be what we think it is. Sometimes there's mm -hmm. a technology that we expect it or we're told it's going to be a certain way, and then it turns out differently once it's actually in the hands of people. Yeah. So we'll see how it turns out to be. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm a little bit, I kind of would like to try VR. I still haven't done that. Maybe if there's a good VR headset for the PlayStation, I have a PS5. Maybe they'll do a PSVR2 or something. Um, that would be fun to try, but I don't know. Otherwise, I'm a Mac guy, so I don't have a big gaming PC, and I don't know. Yeah, we joked that season five or season the next season would be like we'll be in the metaverse or like we'll in be virtual right in front of you. Yeah. Our avatars <laughs> can talk to you. Yeah, we'll be hanging out in a room rather than having random stuff in our background. <laughs> That'd be, I guess, kind of good. I guess that'd be sort of like those virtual YouTubers, except in virtual reality too <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say i think vtubing like blew up this year mm -hmm. yeah i remember pe hearing people talk about it earlier in the year and i didn't hear too much about it recently but yeah i guess that was a, a 2021 thing do you still watch any of that um not really actually i just watch like people actually stream now so <laughs> Um, I do have one last, uh, I guess, a, a significant event. The launch of just James Webb Telescope finally realized on last Saturday and Christmas. Um, it was a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, indeed. They, uh, it is like, uh, what is it called? Unfolding its delicate wings now, so... With that solar panel thing yeah trevor uh last week he said Unfold that it's gonna be delicate. delayed again so i deleted it from the last podcast <laughs> but then they just went through with it on saturday morning anyway so it is a yeah. pretty big deal because we've been hearing about that for such a long time and it's been what mired in delays so that, it, it is a pretty big milestone finally to yeah. see that thing realized after so many so much talk yeah, so summer next year, we should have some kind of data from it, which should be fun. For real. Yeah. I guess that's one thing, I mean, not that that has anything to do with it, but one thing I thought this was another topic that was fun this year is I got to, for a couple of weeks, pretend I actually care about sports and watch the Olympics. <laughs> this was an Olympic year, so that was pretty fun. I always get pretty into that, even though I don't really watch sports for the other four years and every four years <laughs> but um that was cool and i think i'm pretty sure we'll do a winter olympics now because that's a 2022 thing right so probably yeah. within a few yeah. months is that happening yeah it's gonna be, be fun. fun i know I'm, another year i always think oh i don't really olympics. care about the winter olympics and then it happens and i'm watching snowboarding and i'm watching whatever else i'm like oh that is pretty fucking cool so that'll be fun to yeah. check out i like yeah. uh, back back olympic years yeah that, that literally hasn't happened I, I don't know the last time that happened, not within our lifetimes, right? I mean, it's extremely yeah. rare that the Olympic Games would be postponed like they were. So for us to get the summer and then the winter in less than 365 days is a pretty big deal. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. I think maybe what draws me to the whole thing is that these are, for the most part, world-class, essentially best in the world people, what they do. So 
it's just really fun. You know, even if you're not really interested in it, just seeing people, I love watching people who are really good at something do what, what they do because it's just awesome to watch, well, no matter what it is. If you're really good, you're the world's best opera singer, or if you're really good at making sushi or whatever you do, really good at frying chicken, or, you know, I'm just saying, like, if you have a really great skill, you can make, it can be really fun to witness somebody be, witness a human be great at something. And that's what these people are. You know, you watch all these sports. It's just, it, it seems inhuman that you realize all the time it takes to train to be that good. So, or really I'm great photography. I mean, maybe, yeah, I guess. Any, anything. Um, anything that is a skill that you can build, it can be impressive to watch people do that. So I'm very here for the Olympics. I'm excited for the, I don't even, I, I'm, I think, I want to say probably February or something, maybe. I don't know when those games are, but I would assume the winter ones are January, February sometime. We'll yeah, my second, <laughs> my second most significant uh, thing that happened this year is that uh, um, Ethereum 2.0 is actually being implemented where uh, <clears throat> uh, the main thing they, uh, most of the development has been delayed for years and years, maybe for the past few years. But they finally implemented layer two and proof of stake. Uh, but the main thing that they implemented this year is uh, the EIP 1559. Um, it's EIP stands for Ethereum improvement proposal. And 1559 was uh, the implementation to make uh, Ethereum or the Ether, the currency, make it a commodity where it's, it's like gas, where you've where it's terrible for the environment and costs way too much. Yeah, that too. But gas, you get it from the earth, but you, you don't really you don't really get ether from the earth, but you burn ETH also. It, ETH is issued and burned, so it develops a lot of value. If if uh, gasoline was reused, there'd be like an infinite supply of it but it's burned. Same thing with ETH. The supply no longer is increasing, but they're, they're burning ETH. So the value of it is increasing because- Why is the, this a good thing overall? It's a good thing because you know how the American dollar, they just keep on issuing more and they're giving out for free and inflation's going up like, seven percent this year if uh you know uh i don't know if you've seen it but there's some people that you there's some nations where inflation has gone crazy and people like burning cash like it's nothing but um if you reduce the supply of the currency and the value of it increases that much makes sense yes so what happens with EIP 1559 is that for every transaction that you pay for, the base fee is burned. So that, uh, yeah, the, that amount of base fee that you paid, they call it kind of like a tax, but what they would do with it is that they burn it so that helped the price of Ethereum go up a lot. And it's actually made uh, Ethereum a good asset to hold as a person <laughs> instead of the blockchain just keep on issuing more and more. Yeah. The layer two is important but it's not completely developed. If the uh, layer two is gonna enable people to 
execute transactions in a, an affordable way. So that hasn't been fully realized yet. It has started to be implemented, but people are not using it that as much as people can or should. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Well, those are the things that uh, we think are the <laughs> most important. Um, so Nick, do you want to introduce the song and talk about what you shared with us? I mean, honestly, I probably don't need to. I think, like I said, we could probably <laughs> just talk about this in their time just because this has gone long and um, I wouldn't mind having more time. Hey, the longer I have, the more time I have to send you a better revision that has, has more detail and has been has more written. So anyway, yeah, I shared a, a little a three second little snippet of a song I was working on, but um, I'll keep working on it and share it maybe next time. Okay, yeah. cool. Maybe we'll listen to it and then send you feedback to the chat or something. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's pretty short. It's just fun. I don't even know what, I think because honestly, I was just, I've been having, I've been surrounded by sweets for the holidays and I've just been thinking about I don't know, fun things. And I was like, hey, I'm going to make something kind of wondrous and whimsical. So been in that kind of mood, but we'll see. I also been making, I just do all kinds of things. So yesterday I, I sketched something out last night and I'll see who knows what I'll do tonight, but I'll keep working on new things and experimenting. Cool. Well, uh, cool. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Happy Bye. New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year's.